Hey, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Happy that to you. Thank you for tuning in to the eighth episode of the Behind the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Evan Nipper, and I'm excited to start. Let's just jump right in. We're halfway into the second month of 2024. Like, think about that. We're a little more than halfway into Q1 already. And like saying it like that makes it seem like time is moving so quickly, doesn't it? Like, dang, dude. I feel like I, I feel like it was just like January 3rd, a couple days ago. I feel like I was just releasing the first episode. <laughs> We're at that time of the year where New Year's resolutions seem to be given up on. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, we're going to do things a little different this year because we've already identified some blocks that have prevented us from starting before in the past episodes, and we're working through them as we move towards our goals for this year. Okay. We're not going to not move in fear because of them. We're moving forward in spite of them. All right. So I'm fired up. You're fired up. Now what? Well, we take action and adjust our lifestyles in accordance with our goals. We got to become a version of ourselves we have yet to be so we can get the results we have yet to see. Dang you. That wasn't, that wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it did. Ooh, did you know that Devin actually means divine poet? <laughs> Just saying. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this year, I chose not to set any resolutions. And that's because in the past, they've been hit or miss for me. Like, you know, some years I'd hit them, some years I wouldn't. And I don't get why we do that anyway. Like, why do we decide to change at the beginning of a calendar year? It's just like a big high of newness. When, if you think about it, in reality, we can change at any time, independent on a calendar. If you want to, you could change, like, on a random Tuesday in July. Just, I don't know. Personally, my year starts on my birthday. So in my mind, I'm still in 2023. And 2024 starts for me on my birthday this year. I don't know. It just works for me. So that's just how I keep track of time in my head. But I digress. A resolution is defined as a firm decision to do or not do something. That sounds simple enough, right? But when I think of resolution... I think of re-solution, as in a solution again, or another solution. And when I think about it like that, it's like there's an implied sense that it didn't work as intended the first time, or the time after that, or the time after that, or the time after that. So rather than using this language, I prefer to use the phrases course of action or lifestyle implementation, because in my mind, Both of these don't leave anything up in the air. Course of action means that action will be taken and it will steer me in the direction towards the accomplishment of my goal. Lifestyle implementation means putting something in my day-to-day that compounds over time until my goal is achieved. James chapter 3 verses 3 through 6 talks about how small things have consequential impacts. It gives the examples of a bit being in a horse's mouth. That's what allows the horse to be steered. 
a small rudder makes a ship turn wherever the captain chooses to go. A tiny spark can cause a great forest fire. Then James compares the tongue to the same effect. He says this small thing can corrupt our body. And in Proverbs 18.21, it says that the power of life and death live in the tongue, and he who loves it should eat the fruit from it. In Matthew 15.11, Jesus says it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of it. And I'm giving context and saying that that's because it comes from the heart. What comes out of a man comes from his heart. Proverbs chapter 17, verses 27 and 28. A wise person speaks sparingly, and even fools are considered wise if they shut up. What, what, what's the point? What am I getting at? I'm saying and really trying to drive home the fact that how we talk has a drastic impact on our lives and in our lives. So that's why I prefer course of action and or lifestyle implementation. Keeping in mind as you progress through this year that you can speak, we can speak into our situation more than we give ourselves credit for. And I'm going to stop here so this doesn't turn into a rant on speaking. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So to give an example, a common goal that people set out to accomplish at the top of the year is, I'm sure before I even say it, you can guess it. They want to lose weight or get in shape for whatever reason. And that's awesome. You know, I love to hear it. Health is a dimension of wealth. But the challenge is in adopting new habits, then sustaining those habits so they become implemented as a part of our lifestyle, which then makes progressing towards your goal a bit less draining because it's just what you do after a certain point. People fail at accomplishing this particular goal because they have no course of action. Not just this particular goal, but any goal that they set out, but rock with me on this example. So if they've been primarily eating junk food, they have developed a preference and a taste for it, and they've developed the habit to reach for whatever food item when that craving comes about. To change this habit, a course of action has to be devised and adhere to a simple course of action in this example could be eliminating soda or sugary drinks someone can either go cold turkey and only drink water or they can buy the zero sugar option for whatever drink they used to prefer or there's a third option and they could just get club soda because it's still carbonated and it'll scratch that itch just throwing that out there if anybody's trying to Give up sugary drinks. I got you. The thing is, they just have to see it through because the body is going to fight them on this change. The body likes what it likes. It's our friend until it's not. (laughs) By sticking to this course of action over time, they'll begin to develop a taste for water or club soda or the taste for the sugary drinks will just not seem as uh, pleasing as it once was. And as they continue to do this across the board and begin to incorporate exercising regularly, they're going to be well with on their way to being healthier overall and adopting a more healthy lifestyle. I could go into way more detail for this example, but I'm not talking about health in this episode. Basically, what I'm saying is that a plan of action must be set for new habits to be developed. 
so they can then be integrated into your lifestyle, your way of being. You get the idea. This year, I'm trying something different, and I wanted to share that with you in this episode. I recently came across a review of the 12-week year by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington on YouTube. To be transparent, I have not read the book, nor do I plan to, because one, I have other things I prefer to read at the moment, and two, I was able to get all that I needed from the reviews that I watched. I watched a couple, just to make sure, just to cover any gaps and inconsistencies. In short, you set your goals for the year, and then you break your year up into 12-week blocks, track progress, score your progress, and have someone hold you accountable. The idea is that one year is too far in the future, and this can cause us to be more lax in progressing toward our goal since we think we have a lot of time left. But by changing the time frame to 12 weeks, it's far enough to plan for, yet close enough to prevent procrastination. Parkinson's Law states that work expands to fill the time allowed for it. Meaning, if you have two weeks to write a paper, you'll most likely procrastinate until two hours before it's due. The same work gets done, more or less to the same effect, but the only difference is that it had to be finished within those two hours. The 12-week year, in my opinion, seems to be a way to bypass Parkinson's Law. First, you develop a vision for your life in the following seven areas, spiritual health, mental health, physical health, personal, relationships, financial, and professional. There must be an emotional connection to it. Otherwise, you're going to get tired of doing what needs to be done to achieve it. Talking about desire, okay? <laughs> the time frame for this vision is 5 to 15 years in the future, and you should look at it daily. Second, you break that vision down into smaller parts. So you have the long-term vision of 5 to 15 years in the future. Then you come up with, or you break it down into a medium-term vision of 3 to 5 years in the future. Then you break that down into a shorter-term vision of 12 weeks in the future based off of the medium-term vision. After that, so third, you develop weekly goals and you prioritize daily actions within each week. You also need to have an accountability meeting each week. Lastly, you score your progress each week. And this, this is important. You want to score at least 85% overall for your week. If you say you're going to do two things five times a week and you successfully do one of those things five times a week, but you do the other thing once, your score would be 60%, right? 100% plus 20% divided by two things, 60%. Personally, I'm just going to be aiming for 85% on each task um, just because there are some things that I want to do three times a week. There are some things that I said five times a week. There are some things that I said every day. So I'm just going for like 85%. You know, if I say I'm going to do something five times a week and I only do it four times, that's 80%. Like you're either going to do it or you're not, Devin, like at that point. 
I don't know. That's just something particular to me that I know is going to help me. Oh, and I, for, I forgot to say that at the end of the 12 weeks, you relax during the 13th week and you plan for the next 12 week round. I'm a couple weeks into it and I like it so far. I don't read my full vision every day just because it is a double digit page document, but I do interact with a condensed version of it daily since doing this. I'm noticing that what's working for me the most seems to be the scoring system. I have a notion template I made to track my progress with this, and it's quite rewarding to check the box off for a task and see the percentage increase as a result. The scoring system gamifies what I'm doing, so it keeps me engaged and makes it fun. Also, the scoring system has made me so much more intentional with my time and foregoing distractions. It has been helping prevent me from procrastinating because 12 weeks really isn't that far away if I stop to think about it. Like, dude, understand. We're already eight weeks into the new year. Like, just stop and think about that. And that went by so quick. Like, what's another four? Like, uh, that's 12 weeks. Okay. Every time I check a box off in Notion, I see everything else I said that I would do that day. And that keeps me accountable to myself for real, for real. I know I mentioned Notion quite a bit, uh, and that's because I do use it every day. I've been using it every day for the past eight months, and it's nice. If you use it and you would like a template for the tracker, I've linked to it down below. If you don't use Notion, but you're looking for a way to stay organized, I highly recommend it. The learning curve is steep, but the payoff is so worth it. You know, if I have an idea, I can just boom, load it into Notion into whatever area or whatever project it's part of. And anytime I go to work on said project, I can just see I have all my thoughts right there. I don't have to chase from the notes app to Google Drive to random sticky notes or gum wrappers I have around my room, like whatever. Like it, it just has everything in one place. It's nice. This podcast is not sponsored by Notion, but I just wanted to shout them out because they really helped me. And if you're listening to this and you know somebody on the Notion team, hit me up. Let's do some sponsorships or some partnerships or whatever. <laughs> That's all I have today. So, you know, I got to leave you with some questions. Now that we're eight weeks into the year, what do you really want to accomplish? Not what you think would be cool this year. Like, what do you really want to do? And if you need to, go back and listen to the episode where I talk about desires and wants. Like, what are you willing to stick it out for this year? You deserve it. You owe it to yourself. I challenge you. Nah, bro. I double dog dare you to take action. Think of what you would like to do. You got it in your head? I'll give you another second. Okay, cool. Now think of how you'd feel in 12 weeks. 12 weeks is three months. Think of how you'd feel in 12 weeks if you made absolutely no progress towards it. I'm going to let it sit. You feel that weight, that, mm, oh, that, like, yeah, I don't want you to feel that either. So, um, chop, chop, get to it, buttercup. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> I want to take a quick moment to be transparent. Before discovering the 12-week year, 
something I implemented into my life this year was to read my goals for 2024 every day. The Lord also gave me a code of conduct to live by. And so I read that every day as well. Both of these, I'm sure you could guess, I have in my Notion workspace, so they are read in Notion. (laughs) Doing this, reading both of these, keeps my why fresh in my mind every day. And I've noticed that since doing it, my perspective on things has been shifting and I wake much more excited to do the work of the day. I don't know how 2024 has been for you so far, but the last week of 2023 and the whole month of January was a very trying time for me. A lot was happening in my life internally and externally, but God was faithful. Capital G, capital O, capital D was faithful. Sitting down to write the first series was so therapeutic and revealing for me. If you listened to any or all of those episodes, thank you for being some part of stability in my life last month. A praise that's been on my lips lately has been God is sovereign. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. I don't know where it came from the first time I said it, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. It was exactly what I needed to say, and it was exactly what I needed to be reminded of. It has blessed me with a fresh showering of peace. And I pray it does the same for you if you so choose to say it and believe it. Given how this year started, I'm only believing and expecting God to blow my mind for the rest of this year. For the rest of my life, really. I don't exactly know what he has in store. I can see bits of it in part. But even then, I know it's going to be more beautiful than anything I could ever imagine. He told me this one night. It was pretty cool. He said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Behold me and it will always be beautiful. Until next time, stay beautiful.